Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to what may be the final episode of the year. I mean, 99% certain that this is the final episode of the year. As you can see, you are now looking at a part of my office that you have never seen before. Um, because I moved my desk. There's no big story here as to why I moved my desk, but I will tell you the small story. There's a window on my left, which is normally where I sit, so you guys look this way, right? When you see me on Fill My Hole, when I do the podcast. Our building is a lot of things. <laughs> One of the things that it is, is poorly insulated for sound. One of the things that it is very good at is, is very well insulated from like a, a traditional sense of being insulated, right? So like it keeps heat really well. We turned off our heaters a year and a half ago when we moved in. Um, but it gets so hot in here anyways. So what, what, that, what ends up happening is we have to open the windows to let cold air in because we get hot. But when I'm sitting there, my feet get cold while I'm editing, and then I get all sore and shit, and I just feel uncomfortable. So now I can leave the window open slightly, sit here. I mean, I don't know if this is my favorite setup for the studio, to be honest. I, I don't like that I have a door right on my right. Like, I mean, before I had the door behind me, which I also hate equally, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to leave it like this for a while. I'm not going to fuck with it. Hopefully, this is the last time I move shit around in here. I doubt it because uh, I tend to move stuff around all the time. Uh, but uh, only time will tell. So welcome to Phil My Home. My name is Phil Balabanos, and that was my cold open for this final episode. Uh, I don't know if anyone can tell, but I'm shooting on a new camera. Um, I got an FX3 for Christmas. Yes, yes, I did. My wife is a crazy person who buys me expensive things. Uh, one would argue that she bought me a write-off because I need this for my business. And, and you, you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, you would be absolutely right. But it's always this, like, do I do it? Should I not do it? But, I mean, she's been listening to me stress out about my ACAM, my, my A7S Mark II that I've been using for, like, six years, for the last six months, just worried that one of these days it was going to stop. Um, like, to save time and money say I mean that's not the right way to say it but to ensure that I had more time with it I stopped shooting my podcasts on it a long time ago and I've been using the other camera which is just off to the left here um, my a6300 which has always been like my backup in case of emergency cameras it has the same sensor as the a7s mark ii it's just cropped uh, it's a little camera though it's, it's not a full-size sensor it's, it's a different camera it's a different look um, so I was going to buy the FX3 in the new year and then she surprised me on Christmas. So ta-da, uh, we got to pay off the credit card now, but that's okay. Cause, uh, work seems to be okay. Uh, and, uh, that justifies spending money to continue making money because that's what these things are for me. They're tools, right? As much as I love the gear, like I love all this gear. It's ridiculous. I mean, I should probably take, maybe not today, maybe next year. We'll go into the gear room. Now, now that I have a camera that can actually autofocus, because uh, my A7S Mark II, as amazing as it is, it's basically a manual camera. It has some of the worst autofocus I've ever used. Not true. Older stuff was worse, but this new autofocus, like, it's, it's pretty, like, I can see the tracking markers. I'm not even shooting in OBS right now. I'm shooting straight to the camera, and I'm going in through the audio inputs. Like, I have a whole clicky-clicky up here where I can attach stuff. Um... This is, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to go too on too long about gear because I know it's not that kind of show, but fuck, man. As far as I'm concerned, this is the perfect camera for me right now. It does everything I need it to. I just hate, like literally hate, the fucking top handle. 
The handle itself is maybe the best handle I've ever used in my career. It fits perfectly into my hand. But I don't always need fucking audio. Sometimes I'm just shooting video. Uh, I do a lot of that kind of shooting. So to have this module on top that I may break and is like 600 bucks to replace when I'm not using it, it stresses me out, uh, which means I need a second handle, which means I need more stuff. And it just, it all becomes very quickly, it becomes overwhelming when you're dealing with gear. You want to have stuff that you can grab and go as fast as you possibly can. Um, but, you know, it's a caveat. It's something you give, it's a give and take that you, that you have with equipment, right? There is no perfect camera. As close as this is to the perfect camera for me, there's no perfect camera. Um, one thing I do like, which I haven't had, I think since I was shooting on camcorders, is a tally light. Like, it, it's red now. I know that I'm recording. There's no fucking fear that I'm not recording. There's so many red lights on this thing that I know I'm recording. There's one on the screen. There's one on the front. There's one on the back. I can see the reflection from the other side. It's phenomenal. Um, tally lamps, man. You'd be surprised how important they are. I can think of countless situations where I... I got the, 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 mm, the most beautiful shot and then I pressed stop and the camera started recording and I was like, uh-oh, that's not good because I missed that shot. It's gone. It's gone forever. Um, like tears and rain. Uh, that's something, another thing you guys can finally see. You can actually see my, my Blade Runner posters up here. Can I focus on it? There it is. It's my Blade Runner. That's some Dutch artist. I have another one next to it, but we'll get into that a different time. I think Maybe it's been, if anyone followed me on this channel since I had a, uh, a vlog, when I, before I started doing podcasts, um, you would have seen them. They were like pretty, I mean, they were pretty central in my background in my old office when I had the little office. This office, man, it's a fucking, it's a clusterfuck. There's just always noise. It's always fucking noise. I, I don't know what to make of it half the time. Uh, we said in the new year we'd start looking for new spaces potentially. Uh, but we also don't know where we're going to be because as I'm filming this, um, I mean, it's two o'clock on Thursday right now. They're about to, like at five o'clock, there's a press conference uh, because COVID is not over as much as we'd like to think that it is sometimes. So the rumor on the street is, uh, or the word on the street is that they're going to impose a curfew. Um, it's absolute utter nonsense at this point. I mean, we're two years into this. And I don't even know what to make of it anymore. It's such a silly fucking concept. You either want us in lockdown or you don't. You, this idea that... Because what they're trying to avoid, I think, is people going to each other's homes, right? But I'm not sure that that's where spread is even happening anymore. Like, I haven't seen any data that's saying, listen, people are having secret huge parties and everyone's getting it. It seems like this new variant, we're all going to get. I'm not saying it's less severe or more severe. I'm just saying it seems like we're all going to get it. I, I know, like... I don't know, I know at least six people who either have it right now. No, I know six people who have it right now. And I can think of at least 15 who have had it in the last like 25 days. Um, maybe I even had it. I don't know. Like that's where we're at. But if it's a virus that's so, like that's the thing. I feel like we're overreacting at this point, but I may be wrong. Because if it is more transmissible, then I understand that even if less people get sick per capita, more people will get sick overall, which means more people get really sick in the hospital. I don't know if I explained that properly, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So it, it's just a question of, like, what's worse at this point? Uh, this in and out, this, this authoritarian-style regime that we have going, where they just threaten us all the time or every so often, 
uh, again, I, I don't know what they're going to announce. And I don't want to make any big, like, oh, fuck, because this and they're going to do... Because I don't know. It's going to be at 5. And by the time I finish recording this, finishing, finish the work I have left to do today and put this together and put it out, I mean, the press conference will have come and gone. And any theories I may have had will be pointless because you'll know the facts at that point. I just think if we're going to go into, curfew, into like, a, a curfew situation again, I refuse to respect it. I just... I won't. Because I said this during the first curfew... But I was still careful, like, to not skirt around it too much because I was scared. I didn't know what they would do. And also, I was still really fucking just generally frightened by... I didn't, I didn't know what to make of things, right? I didn't know anyone who had had it. I didn't know anyone who had gotten sick from it. It was this, like, distant thing still. This time around, I don't see any danger in me coming to my studio by myself to work like I'm doing right now. I don't know how today will be any different than tomorrow. I see no one on the way in. I wear a mask when I come in, I sit down, and it's just me. Uh, Pants is barely here at the same time as me this time of year, so I really don't know how a curfew will affect that uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, So if I want to come here at like 7.30 at night and work for two hours, which I do often, I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, Again, I don't do it often, to be completely honest. I used to do it a lot more at the old studio for two reasons. One, it was much closer to my home. And uh, I was less tired. But now that my kids are a bit older and my youngest is in terrible twos, by 9.30, I'm wrecked. Like 10 o'clock, I'm in bed, 10.30. I think we stayed up. We stayed up to like 11.15 last night because we were feeling crazy and we watched Don't Look Up. Fun movie, by the way. I haven't enjoyed a movie so thoroughly in a while. Like it was just one of those fun movie. Like I really enjoyed it. I laughed. Uh, I get that it was a little preachy, but I mean, that was the whole point of it. Um... But this is Adam McKay, right, the director? Like, Adam McKay is someone who's made a lot of movies that you probably love. And uh, he made the only movie I've ever walked out of, ever in my entire life. I went to see the other guys. uh, 30 minutes in, I was like, fuck this, I can't do it. And I like Mark Wahlberg. And we walked out. Uh, I don't remember who I was with. I might have been with my wife. No, I I really don't remember. But I remember having to convince the person I was with, like, I can't do this, we're leaving. Uh, like, and I'm not a huge Anchorman fan. Like, I think it's funny, but I'm not like one of these diehard Anchorman fans. So, yeah, that I mean, high praise for me for an Adam McKay movie that that I loved it so much. Um, also, I don't think I've ever seen DiCaprio play that sort of role. But everything was like everything. I don't want to get into the movie. I'm not gonna. It's not a movie review channel. We were gonna start. I was gonna start a movie review channel two weeks ago uh, with my buddy. But then the Omicron stuff happened and people got worried and he got scared about coming into the studio. So like that's on the back burner for now. It's something I've talked about a few times, but COVID seems to keep interrupting the flow of that. Um, And I I just, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if COVID is going to perpetually interfere with creating this show, but we'll we'll see, I guess. Also, I really hope my audio levels are good because normally I have OBS in front of me. And I can see all the levels. Now I don't know. Like, I'm looking at them. They look a little lower than I would have liked them to be. Anyways, this is a... Like I said, it's like it's like a mulligan. It's the first podcast on a new camera and audio setup with a new angle, with new lighting. So if there's stuff that looks weird or sounds weird or feels off, you guys tell me and, and I'll fix it. Uh, or I'll probably figure it out on my own, to be honest. But, uh, I don't know, you let me know. Let me know how it looks, how it sounds. I hope it's not too low. That's my biggest concern. I know it'll look better in general, like crispier than it used to because I'm no longer going through an external recorder into the, uh, the MacBook. Like I'm actually recording on the card. So, I mean, realistically, it should look way better. Uh, 
because uh, I always found there was a lot of like crunch, like, data crushing happening. Like I have a really good recorder. Um, like Pants, for example, he uses cam links in some of the setups and he also has an, uh, an Atem, uh, Blackmagic. So it's still going in, but the cam links are not great, but the cameras he's using, although they're fine for what he's doing, they're nowhere near the quality of a cinema camera. So you don't see, like if you're starting here and you're squishing it to here, there's a big difference. But if you're starting here and you're squishing it to here, it's not the same. I mean, I just realized this is a podcast, so anyone just listening has no idea what I did. But I'm just saying, shit in, shit out, right? Good quality in, crushed through a shitter. It looks a lot worse than okay quality, crushed through that same shitter. Because there's only a, like a slight distance there that changes. Uh, but when you take like a high-end camera, which, I mean, makes no difference to you guys most of the time. Because you're not seeing the original raw footage. I do. But when I, sometimes I look at them side to side, it looks like I crushed it to like 360p. It breaks my heart. But... Um, I'm trying to get onto some kind of topic here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. I don't know how long I've been recording. 21 minutes. That's not bad. Um, so here's the thing. COVID's not gone. COVID's not going away. Uh, probably in our lifetime. We need to now learn how to continue to exist and to do the things we need to do in this new world. What do we know for certain? Absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, this whole trust the science... You can't trust the science. The science is changing daily, and that's normal. It's science. We're getting new information. What I'm concerned with, it's not that I don't trust the science. What concerns me is I don't know who is managing the science. Like the science that gets to us, the data, the data points from that science, and I'm using the term very fucking loosely right now, I don't know who's fiddling it with between it being discovered by scientists, reputable people, and it being filtered to us. The sad truth is even if the truth is being told to us, there are so many half-truths and mistruths coming out, uh, and that's what's being run with because it's more interesting. Who knows what the actual fucking truth is? I've tried to figure out by process of elimination and trying to find like an average answer, like taking the median answer of things, uh, like looking up a specific topic and saying, okay, let me find it from 40 different sources. I've done it. I've spent the time. I've wasted the time. I still don't fucking know. So what do we know for certain? Nothing. Uh, what can we do about it? Probably not very much. Should we be self-righteous and tell people how great we are because we're vaccinated and we're wearing our mask? No, fuck that. That's stupid. That's fucking stupid. Live your life and don't fuck with other people. That's Do what you feel is safe. Um, if you feel it's safe two years into a pandemic to go outside when you're not feeling well coughing on people, I mean, you're kind of an asshole. Even if there was no pandemic, you're still kind of an asshole. If you're sick, you should stay home. Now, how long should you stay home for? I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Not even close. So if you're coming to me or people like me on the internet looking for what you should do, you have a bigger problem. You should be figuring these things out for yourself. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm always giving you my opinion. Uh, very few times, unless I'm 1,000% certain of the source of something, will I ever say that this is something is fact. Um, like I, I remember a week ago or two weeks ago when uh, Peter McCullough, 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 I don't even know how to pronounce his name, that doctor was on Rogan. Everyone was just like tripping balls. Like, oh, listen to the things he's saying. And then there was the other guy, Warren, the guy who apparently discovered mRNA. Uh, but if you look into the story about how he discovered it, they're saying that he's asking for more credit. He's saying they're trying to discredit him. Like, it's a bunch of finger pointing. It's like the Spider-Man meme. So who fucking knows, really? Like, it's, it's hard to figure out what the truth is there. Um, I find that most people... Like, I, I don't get that. Most people will think this guy is probably 
being if they believe him they're going to be like well they're just trying to discredit him but at the same time he calls like he credits himself as the co-inventor or co-discoverer of mrna i mean that feels weird it's like a weird title to give yourself it's like me saying i'm the uh, you know writing my name philip albanos first person to use twitter overlays in a movie like who the fuck cares um if your name is not on a patent like i don't know maybe you got screwed maybe he got screwed it's very possible but i really don't know but the point I'm trying to make is these two guys, they've been on the warpath against vaccination. And I was listening to what they said, and I'll be honest, it fucking scares me because I'm vaccinated. And it's very, very scary what they say, um, especially for kids and just all, all, all kinds of terrifying things, heart attacks and spike proteins and stuff that we should have never had to worry about in our lifetimes. But at the same time, if you don't believe anyone, but then you hear, sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off, my bad. If you don't believe anyone, but then suddenly these guys pop out of the woodwork, right? And you're telling me you believe them without any question. Why are they different from anyone else? Like, sorry, my fucking computer just came out of sleep mode and now I'm all purple because of my background. Let me fix that. There we go. Um, it, that's, that's what I understand. Like, you refuse to listen to anyone. You don't believe the powers that be. You don't believe the government. You don't believe doctors. Hundreds or even thousands or how many they are, right? But then these two guys come out and you're like, these guys, these guys are telling the truth. Like, what are you basing that on? I'm not saying they're not telling the truth. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm asking, why these two guys? What makes them so much more believable than everyone else? I don't think I really believe the main guys, to be honest, those thousands of people, because I don't know where their information's coming from. Maybe they're being lied to, right? Maybe they're not the ones doing the fucking testing and shit. They, they don't know. But maybe they are, right? I'm not trying to make a, like a statement here. I'm legitimately asking a question. Why those guys instead of the other guys? How are we deciding which guys we're listening to? So in my, in my experience, it seems like if you think you know something, because you have a gut feeling or something smells fishy or whatever, and then someone in any position of authority that's not in the mainstream echoes those fears with data points, suddenly that's your new messiah. And I did a podcast about this months ago called Follow at Your Own Risk. I don't know if, I, I feel like I'm, I might be repeating myself, but everyone just wants a messiah. We all have these like messianic like needs. We want, we want someone to fucking save us all the time. Everyone's like, who's going to save us? Who's going to save us? Legault's not going to save us. Uh, Trudeau's not. Okay, I mean, let's be serious. Trudeau and Legault are not going to save us. They're morons. Uh, to be completely honest, Legault's government, for all their good intentions, let's assume they were good intentions, they are at this point in the pandemic, like siestas el des, like old folks' homes, people are dying again. In my opinion, they are criminally inept. They should be held accountable for how poorly they managed that situation. Like the old folks' homes... Like an old folk, okay, we know what happened in the first wave, I wouldn't get into it. But now an old folks home just had a massive outbreak. People are dying, hundreds infected. One time okay, the first time. You let it happen again. What the fuck are you doing? What have you been doing between waves? Where are you? Where, where's the money you're investing in, in anything that could help here? Oh, you have a solution, good. Re close restaurants. Because all these old people, you know, they're all going to restaurants. That's... That's how they're getting it. Uh, oh, curfew. Yeah, because these old people are going out and partying at night. Close bars. Yeah, because they're out drinking. No, these old people are in an institution 
controlled by your government staff, and they're dying again. So it doesn't make sense. So I, I won't like I'll digress away from that point. Uh, it just pisses me off the the fact that something like that is happening, and their answers are curfew and restrictions. Like they're two separate problems. Uh, one problem with a separate solution that solves nothing. I don't even know what I'm saying. I started rambling there. But everyone's looking for a hero. And I feel like a lot of the anti-vaccine people who think the vaccines are making us more sick, like their data, like how are you, random guy, who I know personally, and I'm using one guy I know in particular as an example, in my mind, I won't say their name. You're a fucking waiter. Okay, you are a waiter. That is your profession. Okay, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a waiter. I'm just saying that as a waiter, with no higher education whatsoever, I'm not even sure that you graduated college, which I'm not judging. I didn't either. I went to film school. I left Seychelles. What qualifies you to take this data, understand it, and tell me that, no, what they're saying is not true. This is the truth. That, like, so you're not. You're just trusting this doctor, the doctors who you say are all lying to us, except for this one doctor because he kind of echoes the things I believe because of whatever. I'm not saying they're conspiracy nuts. I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking. How do you decide which of these people is telling the truth? You can't. So I'm going to do what I've known to always be true. If I'm sick, I'm not going to go fucking coughing on people. If I don't feel well, I'm going to hang out at home. Drink some fucking fluids, have some orange juice, take my vitamins, whatever. Viruses spread through the air, for the most part, on surfaces, stuff like that. I'm going to wash my hands. I'll probably wear a mask if I'm around a lot of people. This is the extent of the chaos. That's, you can boil it down to those simple things. Just don't fucking be stupid. Uh, viruses are bad. Yes, they're very bad. They make you very sick. Is Omicron less severe? I don't know. That's, the, that's, that's how I want to end the year this year, guys. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Because I don't know. I can't know. There's no way for me to know. There's no reason for me to stress out about it anymore. And I think that's where I'm going to leave the year. That, that's not a resolution. I'm not making a resolution. I'm just saying I'm going to try to give less fucks. My fucks are finite. I'm running out of fucks to give, okay? <laughs> 35 years old, I have very few fucks left to give. I don't think I'm going to give them here. There is no fight worth fighting here. Any fight that was worth fighting started long before COVID. The, you know, giving up our, our freedoms and our liberties and all of that stuff started way before COVID. It, it would have come to this point anyways without COVID. We got here a little faster. Uh, in terms of privacy and uh, they know everything I do, uh, Google knows everything I do. Do I trust the media? Haven't trusted the media since I was a child. They just want to make money. They're not nefarious most of the time. They're just literally trying to make money. Sometimes in the pursuit of money, they do nefarious shit because they're pieces of shit. Um, trust, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Observe the world you exist in and fucking make a judgment call because the only people you can trust are around you. The government's not going to take care of you. We should. It should be that the government takes I wish, but that's not the situation we're in. So read the fucking room. Be careful, stay healthy, do things that make you genuinely happy, okay? Uh, I'm not saying quit your job and go and start your side hustle, but start, start your fucking side hustle if you want. Why not? I remember, I remember when this was a side hustle, not the podcast. The podcast is just like a random shit thing that I do. Uh, I remember when making films for people and making corporate films and commercials and just content, which again, I hate the word content, but video, video work, was this thing I did at the side, on the side. 
I worked for the government. I was a paper stamper. I would stamp paper, stamp, 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 all day, and I would speak to fucking sick people at the CLSCs, at the clinics. And I was terrible at it. Not the talking to people, but all the other data entry shit. I just, I couldn't. I hated it. It made me depressed. But I didn't quit. I just, I started doing this on the side. And one day, I realized that I've built up enough of a portfolio, enough experience, and enough regular clients that I could quit my job. But I didn't. I stayed a little longer. And then I became depressed. <laughs> and my wife made me quit. But I didn't quit. I went on a sabbatical. Because I used every option at my disposal. Figure out what those options are for you so that you can be happier in the future. I hate to make this like a resolutionary thing. Like start talking about how you can make your life better. I'm not a self-help guy, but like, I'm just like a, I'm just a random guy from Codenej. I don't have a very high level of education. Like I didn't, I went to university, but I didn't finish. I went to Seja, but I didn't finish. I went to film school and I did finish on the second try because the first time I had to stop because I ran out of money because film school is expensive and my student loan had run out. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm just a random guy. I did it. I don't come from like, you know, inter, like multi-generational wealth. I, uh, I don't, I don't even have a fucking house right now. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just, I'm literally the most average dude in terms of data points, you know, and you don't even know me, but you feel like you know me because I do this. And that makes me less than average to most people. To me, it's just a thing that I do. To other people, it's something they aspire to. I understand that. It's not easy to come out on the internet and in front of a, sit in front of a camera and talk to people about random shit. It's not as easy as it looks. But if it's something you want to do, do it. Podcasts? I mean, podcasts, you don't even need the camera. You can just talk. The idea that our opinions are worth something is important. And our opinions should be allowed to exist. And if those opinions can somehow serve a purpose, like a monetary purpose for you, by fucking all means, do it. So Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrated Christmas already. I don't know what other holidays are now. Hanukkah's passed now. So like, I mean, they all got COVID first when they celebrated Hanukkah. Uh, I think there's like Kwanzaa now, but happy holidays. Happy New Year. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. If there is a curfew that comes into effect, don't let them mind fuck you. It's, it's not a real thing. It's a curfew. You're not a prisoner. If you want to fucking walk outside your house, you can walk outside your house. If you're going to start driving around the city, you might get in trouble. I'm just saying, don't let it psychologically mind fuck you uh, because that's kind of the purpose here, I think. It's, it's fear. So, I mean, abide and follow the rules to some extent, but don't be scared. Just do what makes you happy. I think that's how I'm going to end it. That seemed stupid. I didn't like it. Whatever. Happy New Year. And uh, I will see you in 2022. Wow, it's 2022. That's fucking weird. But yeah, I'll see you in the new year. I'll be back. More podcasting. More shows on the Pantelis Comedy Network. Go over to balabanos.com and check out my work. If your business is struggling and it needs videos to not struggle, I can help you. And uh, let's tell stories together. Let's keep telling stories because that's stories are what makes the world go round. Never forget that. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos and I'll see you next time.